And Kamala. And this is what we're into. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! This is a date night podcast uh, where two 30 something year olds sit down, talk about things that they like, and how they spend their very limited free time together. And, you know, just bring this to you, and maybe you'll like something too. And that's mm-hmm. how we do it. Yeah. Yeah. Real relatable. Yeah. 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 Can I just say your hair looks really good? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you didn't purposely do anything. You just what, woke up, but what's like, it, what's it look like? It looks real good. Just it's like, just like your like hair is all swooped off to the right side, okay. and then it's got like a nice spike to it. It's like it's perfect. It looks so good. Just take a picture of that. <laughs> just saying. I'm just. I, it is the every fiber in my body. To not mess it to up. To not mess it up. <laughs> because as soon as you drew attention to it, I'm just like... No, I must destroy! I, I gotta... I Should gotta I take a picture of you? this thing. Yeah, go ahead. Take a picture. <laughs> okay, you gotta face me, you goofball. That's where... Yeah, that's where... Okay, cutie. <laughs> he did the head, the head tilt. Oh, okay. Um, He's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, it's not too bad. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, My boyfriend's really hot. <laughs> additionally, we uh, we usually record these in the evening, um, but we did miss uh, a week. Uh-huh. Uh, the week before... This one comes out. Yeah. Uh, we missed uh, we missed a week there, so yep. we decided to just you know do this. We had breakfast, had our coffee, and then immediately started recording. So we're like really off our rhythm. It's also Sunday, which we're recording on, which is <laughs> also really weird. weird. We usually record during the week, so like pretty much every part of this is throwing, <laughs> so, throwing us so off. So in other words, I'll probably have to edit when I get home tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then you'll have it up. The following week, which is nice because you already have one coming out this week. Yeah, so it's. Okay. I mean, that's. I don't have a lot. I have. A, I have enough time. I mean, that was the other part of planning to do it this way was so that we can try to get a try to get a buffer in place again. Too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sorry about missing that week, yeah, that but was, that was just. We, it was a very long weekend. Yeah, we have. Uh, we are humans, and we have our own social life, social life, and requirements of us. So yeah, occasionally. We have to make uh, decisions to skip weeks and stuff, and we apologize, but that's what life is about. Exactly. Speaking of what life is about, (laughs) what are we talking about today? (laughs) We're going to talk about Avatar, The Last Airbender. And this music kind of goes like, long ago, the Fire Nation was being a bunch of dinkuses. Yeah. And then the dude who could do all the elements... The Avatar. He disappeared. Like, uh, he, he freaked everybody's beings <laughs> and vanished. Gosh. And then a thousand... Hundred. Year, a hundred years later, <laughs> my brother and I found the other Avatar, a boy named Aang. Who's an airbender. You can tell that I'm reading this verbatim off of the wiki. <laughs> Totally. Uh, the freak the bean thing was real good. Yeah, I, I was reading. This is actually from the movie version, not the animated version. So that's why it's a little different. <laughs> Water, earth, fire, air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then 
everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. A hundred years passed and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar. So Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, we are going to talk about uh, specifically Avatar The Last Airbender and specifically the cartoon. Mm -hmm. uh, I have no interest in the movie at no. all. We might make a, a couple of references to it. Didn't finish Korra. Was it just Legend of Korra, I think it was Legend of Korra, yeah. Kamala didn't like it very much and I found it very uh -huh. slow going in the first couple seasons so we just never stuck with it. Yeah. I mean, I liked it fine. We'll probably finish it sooner or later. I, I just didn't find the main character all that appealing. I found all the other characters more appealing. Yeah, like they were the, 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 what do you call supporting characters? Yeah. They were all great, but Korra herself just wasn't, I wasn't a fan of. And that's okay. That's that's just my opinion. And also and they, it's, uh, it's they, not a bad thing. They also did that thing where they like destroyed all of the backstory stuff for the reason of conflict mm. in that like because what the whole avatars being like one continuous lifeline and she can go and talk to the previous avatars to try to understand her powers and stuff and then the fact that they took that away and it was just kind of like all right, you're you're kind of ruining your. You're no longer. Yeah, it's, it's no longer it's, the Avatar. It's yeah, not something it's, completely it's now just Korra. Yeah, like yeah, you, she's you've... still going to be the final one. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, you you just you took away this whole very important world building element for the point and for like the purpose of conflict, and I kind of felt like that was that was cheating me out of what I was there for. Yeah, because it's history. Yeah. I mean, the whole part of the Avatar is that there was there has been numerous ones over time because for every death, there was a re rebirth. rebirth. And then she can talk to the previous yeah. Avatars. And that's really awesome because then you could get guidance, right? And she when can you understand sure. her powers. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just saying, it, it, they, it, I didn't agree with, all, with those writing choices. I do agree with the Cora being gay writing choice. I love that LGBT. That's awesome. Good job, writers and animators. Boo on Nickelodeon, who just tried real hard to to cover hide to co cover up the oh yeah, they gay and they girlfriends. Mm. But you know, good job, good job. Otherwise, it's uh, like. I approve of that. I just don't approve of some of the other writing choices they made. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So we we will talk about uh, specifically Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> Baby? What's up? When, 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 when <laughs> when my God, this is so, this is going to be <laughs> such a weird episode because we're recording okay. in the morning. It's okay. We got yeah. this. Uh, it's not even a date night podcast anymore. It's a it's date, date day. Date day. <laughs> Well, I mean that's fine. I just it's a morning date. A morning. It's a date. brunch date. It's a breakfast date. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had breakfast and it was delicious. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I cooked it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, what was your uh, first experience with Avatar? It was when I was in high school. Mm. Uh, I had a friend mm. uh, who was totally into it, mm. and I had stayed the night with her, mm. and we were trying to figure out something to do before I had to go home in the morning. And one of the things she recommended was. Sunday morning cartoons, basically. So she's like, oh, I have Avatar. Let's watch that. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, sure. Let's watch it. At first, I was totally not into it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so childish. This is so boring. Like, I just, I couldn't get into it. I mm -hmm. just couldn't. But I sat there and I bared through like the first three episodes. Mm -hmm. 
And then I got to go home. My mm. mom picked me up. So I'm like, yes. And then later on, I would say probably we've been together for four years. Mm. I would say five years ago, mm. I was on a date with a guy. And he said he was into Avatar, The Last Airbender. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's try this one more again, mm. you know. So <clears throat> it was on Netflix mm. and I started watching it and I got through the first three episodes again. And I'm like, okay, I kind of see the appeal. It's okay. And I think I got to like maybe episode six this time. I got mm. a little bit further and I'm like, all right, it's all right. But I don't find myself watching it after mm. he's out mm. of my life. Yeah. right? Because it was just a date, right? It was just one single date. And then I met you Uh and we spent some time together and we got to know each other and we got talking about, you know, things that we liked watching and Mm -hmm. stuff. And you mentioned Avatar and I'm like, oh no, not another one. (laughs) And we watched it together and I don't know if it's just watching it with the right person, Mm -hmm. but I was able to enjoy it more with you. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because you had already watched all the way through and you just, you, I don't know, there was just something about watching it with you that made me feel like. I could enjoy it more. So then before you know it, I've gotten through season one. I got through season two. And then I got through season three. And then I'm more just like, should we watch it again? Yeah. <laughs> one more again. So, I mean, we've watched it how many times together? Uh, like four and then just like random yeah. episodes that we like. And that's just here and there. Like when it's like, what should we watch? Well, Avatar is on Netflix. Let's just flick that on. And I do go from there. think that, you know, part of why you were able to stick through it with uh, me is because we did skip the first three episodes so that you didn't have oh, to watch Oh, yeah, that's again. true. Because, like, those first three, man, I just... I get it. I get... I get, <laughs> I get it. It's cold in the Antarctic. Yeah, like, I get what it's about, but I just couldn't watch... I mean, there's a movie like that that I couldn't do either, but we oh, yeah. can get into that another time. But, like, some things you can keep trying over and over, and sometimes you just can't manage to yeah, get through them. And just, then if you meet the right person, sometimes you can. I don't know if it was just the right setting or... Hmm. I don't know. It was just... It was easier to get through them with you than it was with the other two people. And I guess my mind just wasn't (laughs) set ready for it. Also, there is that whole point of like, if you're not interested, you can play on your phone. I'll just tell you when it's something important. You can watch the important thing. But I really enjoyed it. Watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Watch this. This is good. But I started really enjoying it. And I think it's because we skipped some of those episodes that Mm. I've already seen. Multiple times. And then we finally got into it. And then I started really liking Mm. Aang and all the other characters. And And Sokka. And Sokka. I love Sokka. I think it just became easier. Yeah. How about you? My little sister was watching it. One of the episodes was on. I watch it and I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> and then after that, I went and bought the Did you really? It was on DVD, yeah. Oh, nice. Because well, this was way, this was before Netflix was doing streaming. Ah. So it would have been around 2006, 2005, okay. I think. So, I was gonna say I graduated high school in, in 2006, so yeah, that, then that's about right because yeah. I, I was around 18. Because it was only point. the first season that was out when I first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, maybe a bit later than that because uh, the I had to wait for the final the final series to come out on DVD. So I, I so yeah, probably about 2007. Then. Mm. Watched it multiple multiple times, like. <laughs> To the you, point where he knows a lot. Yeah, he you, memorizes things. <laughs> you and I have watched it together around four times, just kind of like sporadically. But alone, I've watched it probably like a the entire, entire, yeah, entire season like ten, ten to twelve times at least. Yeah, yeah. It's 
bad. It's <laughs> <But laughs> a fiction. Yeah, well. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that just goes to prove how good it is. Like that's. I mean, when you can watch something multiple times. Yeah. And and still enjoy it. That means that it, it was a good. It was good writing. It was good animation. It was good all around. Yeah. Because if you've watched something and you're just like, I will never come back to that again because I got what I wanted out of it the first time. Mm. It doesn't mean that it was bad. It just but means, it, just it, means fulfilled... it didn't stick with it. It didn't stick. Yeah, it fulfilled yeah. what was in the moment. Yeah, but it, this show popcorn movies. Yeah, yeah. this show obviously fil- fulfilled something that you enjoy over and over again. So I, we usually talk about like why we connected with this thing and things that we've had like in the past, but. Avatar is so wholly unique that it's going to be hard hard to match like a one-to-one thing. I don't think I've ever had anything that I've ever enjoyed like that. Like, I, I don't usually re-watch a lot of stuff. No. Like, I keep I keep stuff yeah. to re-watch it later in, like, when I'm in that mood to be like, oh, that sounds Let's really good. Let's revisit this, you But know? it's very rare for me to actually, like, re-watch, especially in, ep- like, cartoons. Yeah. I well, don't want rewatch a lot. Like movies, yeah, totally. But you cartoons, can't have like every single cartoon be one of those. I'm gonna come back to this and watch it and watch it just because I need to have like can't you don't just skip around the series and it's like oh right I love this episode I'm just yeah. gonna watch this while while I'm you know, knitting or whatever. Yeah, you, you can't really do that with things like. You're not going to do that with uh, Evangelion, right? No. Right? Because no. so there's like, so much going on, you kind of need to watch it. Well, I mean, that's also dense and it's like heavy. that. That is a dense, heavy, yeah. you know, downer of a series. Whereas, Although it is one of the animes I will rewatch. <laughs> right. But I'm, I'm just saying, it, it's not one of those things where it's just like. Kind of put it in the background. Yeah, put it in the background. Yeah. You can always check in with it, or you just kind of like. Put on a random episode, and it's like, mm. hey, you know, this one. This, this is true. This is nice. I just, I just needed something fun and lively. Because for right the, now. the story itself, it carries through, but there's no real episode that actually makes it so that it, it's necessary. Well, once you watch the series through, you don't really need yeah. to. You don't need to watch like follow the thread because it is, it is pretty basic. Yeah. You know. This is for young teenagers. Yeah. And then you hit season three and it's just like, these people have problems. Whoa. <laughs> With the it's drama beach. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a crazy episode. Uh, so let's go ahead and go through some of this. Uh, so uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, Avatar The Legend of Aang in some regions, which explains why the following mm. series was Legend of Korra. That makes um, sense. It's an American animated TV series that aired for three seasons on Nickelodeon, was supposed to get a fourth season, but then they shit the bed. And decided to make the movie instead. Yeah. Uh, series started airing in February 2005, and final episode was in 2008. Uh, it's set in... Uh, Asian Asian Pacific style uh, world and con- uh, with like multiple continents mm-hmm. uh, in which some people can manipulate the classical elements um, so like the four pointed uh, element wheel earth fire water wind mm-hmm. uh, use they can manipulate those elements with uh, s- psychic abilities sort of things that are governed by uh, classical martial arts. Yeah. 
And so wind, wind can be manipulated using one type of martial art where fire is another and earth is another and then water is another. So, so it's a fighting style in a sense. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, the, I mean, it's specifically a fighting style because mm-hmm. um, the water the water forms are Tai Chi. Yes. Uh, it's the, very calming. Very uh, yeah. And then the earth uh, is... Um, is it Kung Fu? It, yeah. It's, it's Kung Fu, like big heavy movements, big... Th- strong punches and yeah. kicks and big old crunchers yeah yeah uh and then fire fire is a lot more fluid like the jumping flipping sort of uh, fiery uh, um no, no i'm not sure what what it is because it's not they weren't like they weren't all different different D- martial different. arts themselves they're yeah. just different styles, styles yeah because uh well, they use a lot more kicks in Fire yeah. Nation for sure. So there is one that's well, it's it's more dancing, right? Yeah. Like think you, when you think of the way that fire moves, it's yeah. like jumping and bouncing yeah. and flickering kind of, sort yeah. of thing. Whereas you think of rock, it's like boom, fwah, yeah, whap. nice and heavy, yeah, big lands heavy of, movements. Lands, lands yeah, punch. you like every move you make is super deliberate, right? Yeah, and then the water is all flowy, and that's Tai Chi. You know, you n- never really stop. Wind, I do know that the uh, airbender stuff is uh, based off this super rare martial arts. Oh, that it, it's The rough translation is circle walking, which is basically you're, you're moving around your opponent. So that, that makes sense. Yeah, it's like you're constantly like pushing and using their movements against themselves or things. So that kind of makes sense to why Aang never really does direct strikes. Or at least he doesn't look like he is because he's normally circling his opponent. Like he always looks like he's his legs and stuff sweep under him and he's usually lifted by the wind so Mm. he moves gently around to cause the punches. Oh, that makes sense. There was this uh, one scene in like a season one episode where uh Aang is fighting Zuko and he's doing a very classic uh move in that uh martial arts which is to get behind your opponent and just keep your hand on their back and like like prevent them from being able to turn around because you're just like pushing against oh. how they're trying to turn and then like they can't get at you sort of thing and yeah. as soon as I saw that I'm just like oh shit I've actually seen that's, that fighting stuff that's really yeah. cool yeah so with that, not everyone in uh, the world has the ability to do the elemental bending, uh, as it's called. So water bending, earth bending, fire bending, uh, air bending. And it's definitely not passed <clears throat> down from, like, birth or anything. It's just kind of a random... Yeah. It, it could happen because, like, there's a brother and a sister and one has it, the other doesn't. Mm. So it's it's not like it's it, it's genetics. not a, Well, it's it is, like, it's genetic, but it's also, like... A recessive trait, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Mostly from, like, the dad or something. Yeah. Are you suggesting that Sokka isn't his father's son? No. It's just the the firstborns usually get... Get shafted? Yeah. Yeah, you know that. And I know that. I'm a firstborn, so (laughs) you usually got a lot of things going for you. (laughs) And a lot of things that you don't. Uh, So, uh, just a quick run through of the uh, plot here. A human civilization is divided into four nations, named after the four classical elements, water tribe, earth kingdom, fire nation, air nomads. Uh, Each nation has a distinct society in which select people known as benders uh, have the ability to telekinetically manipulate and control their nation's element using martial arts. 
Pretty much what you said Pretty pretty straightforward. Uh, The world is set adjacent to a parallel spirit world, and that is, like, pretty distinctive sort of spirit travel. Um, Think of, like... Some combination of like Buddhism and Shintoism. Kind of like spirited away yeah. in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like we live side by side, we don't realize we're living there yeah. because they only show up, be in that world. So there's like classic spooky ghosts and yeah. then there's like uh, animal spirits and human animal hybrids and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that is pretty much where the, where the bending magic comes from. We find, we find out about the, like the root of bending in Legend of Korra, but, mm-hmm. uh, in this series it's basically you're you're meant to take it on faith that yeah. uh this the spirit world actually exists and they have direct ability to manipulate the physical world sort yeah, of thing because you actually at some point or another <clears throat> visit the spirit world yeah uh so the avatar is the only person with the ability to bend all four elements if you can bend one element you're pretty much unable to bend any others uh you can still learn the forms and martial arts of the other uh nations but you just don't have the ability to bend like if you bend fire you can't bend earth sort of thing yeah Uh, but the avatar is able to bend all four Avatar, maybe male or female, is an international arbiter whose duty is to maintain harmony among the four nations, but the Avatar had died, and the Fire Nation went to war with everybody before the next Avatar uh, was born, and then he disappeared when Fire Nations... Was being a big major dick. (laughs) When when the war escalated, the Avatar had to be born and be raised, so, like, it takes some time before the next one comes through. Yeah. The Avatar is required to master each bending art, beginning with the element of their home nation and then proceeding to learn the others in order of the Avatar cycle, which is uh, wind, water, earth, fire, wind, water, earth, fire. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, They are powerful, but uh, they can enter the Avatar state in which they call on all the other spirits, like I was saying before, the thing that they decided to erase in Korra. Uh, they can call all the other spirit spirits of all the other avatars, gain all of their powers and abilities, so they become basically... Well, they are an avatar of, like, the divine mm-hmm. at that point, and they can just pretty much do anything. But if they're killed while they're in the avatar state, that severs the, the lineage of all avatars. So every avatar after them is basically gone, and all the avatars before uh, disappear as well. Yep. So it's like, that's the end of the avatar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean that's the pretty that's pretty much the short yeah. cliff notes version. Uh, so we've got some characters. Uh, Aang is the main character. Yeah. How do you feel about him? I love Aang. Yeah. I think he's wonderful. You want to give a he's, quick a sweet, dis- he's just a sweet sweet boy. Give a, give a description of like his personality and stuff. He's just fun. Yeah. He's I would say he's like maybe ten eleven. I, at I the think time he's supposed to be he... like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, or he's very young. Yeah. Right, and he's just very childish. Mm-hmm. He grew up in the air nomads, mm-hmm. so nomads being like kind of like monks in a sense. They're very like spiritual. They're very calm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fun to have fun, but at the same time, you have to be serious yeah. and things like that. But Aang, he's just a very young avatar. Like he yeah. he he's disappeared from the world when he was a child. So now he's 
has all this responsibility on his shoulders and no as a child, him. right? And no one to guide him because, yeah, it's it's kind of rough being a kid and having to have adult responsibilities mm-hmm. and have the world literally on your shoulder, right? Yeah. Um, he's a sweetheart. I love him. And I think my favorite, like, it's not even part of the actual television show. It's just part of the beginning mm-hmm. of the, the, the intro. Yeah. When he, like, oh. is on his little, his little wind ball and he hits... The Rock, it makes me laugh every time. I mean, every single time it makes me giggle. <laughs> so, uh, Aang and Airbenders can uh, uh, manipulate wind and, like, have it flowing into, basically, they the create a little sphere. wind ball. Yeah. And then they sit on top of it like a top and they can zip around. And, yeah, in the <laughs> intro, he, it shows him doing that and zipping around. And then he... He's just, like, thuds right into a, a, a big rock. A big rock, rock. yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. And then we have Aang's best friend, Appa. Yes. Uh, who he brought with him when he uh, ran away from his responsibilities as the Avatar. He found himself in a desperate uh, situation. He entered a storm and to protect himself, he accidentally enters the Avatar state and freezes himself in Appa in an iceberg and that's why he's disappeared for 100 years, because he's floating around in an iceberg being protected by the Avatar state. Mm-hmm. But Appa is a sky bison. Yes. I want to get into this. You you love I, you love Appa. I love Appa. Appa's literally one of my favorites. Aang and Appa are, like, the top two. Like, mm-hmm. I love the pairing. I love how much they love each other. I think they're just a sweet... Mm-hmm. Like, just... Oh, they're so wonderful. And Appa's great because of he's a sky bison. Yeah. He's a bison that can fly. Like, yeah. come on. He's a giant <laughs> bison. He has six legs and a big flat tail like yes. a beaver. He's uh, so perfect. And he can fly around. So, best friends, yeah. uh, Aang and Appa, and they ride around the yeah, sky the together. Sky. They're so perfect. <laughs> In the first season, Aang is rescued from the iceberg by Tara. Tara. Who is the only waterbender in her southern water tribe. Basically, Inuit's... Uh, but you know, on the on the uh, South Pole, all the other uh, waterbenders and warriors of her tribe went off to fight the war and left her with her brother Sokka. Mm-hmm. Sokka is amazing. You love Sokka. <laughs> I love Sokka. He is awesome. <laughs> Katara's whole thing is genuine. She's very motherly. She's a, she's motherly. She's, she's got genuine. Like her role in the group starts with like heartfelt speeches about friendship and taking care and looking after each other. But then, like, once she gets out, like, a couple episodes in, she becomes more and more of a fighter because she's a waterbender. But, yeah, she's a a warm, motherly, but also this badass uh, water-bending assassin type lady. Yeah, she is. She's great. Yeah. And then Sokka, who is a non-bender. Yeah. Go ahead and tell me about Sokka. Sokka's just hilarious. <laughs> okay. He's he's uh he doesn't have any water bending skills, so he's just a warrior. Mm. He's the eldest. Mm. He's pretty much the only guy on the island because his the rest of the men left to fight the war. So he's there to protect all the the all women the and children at, on the island. So he's there, and he's got his boomerang, his trusty boomerang that always comes back. <laughs> he's kind of like. He kind of has, like, dad humor. He just kind of makes puns, and he thinks he's silly, and he just kind of sometimes every once in a while just feels like he's not part of the group because he doesn't have bending. Everyone else does. 
So he wants to have a skill. So his, you know, he's known as the boomerang guy, the goofball of the group. And he understands how serious things are, but he's also just the silliness. He yeah. kind of makes it less He's the scary levity. And, yeah. yeah. When you first start watching this, you're like, yeah, he's the funny cool. He's the yeah. funny dude. He's the, he's your, the character entry, right? You yeah. follow Sokka because he doesn't have any powers or anything. So yeah. that's where you come in into the series and stuff. You keep watching it and you're like, Oh no, he's like a crazy good fighter he and is. like this brilliant tactician and yeah, stuff. He and is. like he, you just you get to see more and more throughout the series. And you're like, oh no, he's like some sort of crazy Sung Tzu general type guy. Yeah, he's very good. Do you know that he does refer to himself in one of the episodes as the meat and sarcasm guy? Yeah, right. So that's, <laughs> he, uh, he becomes a lot of that guy, yeah. ponytail guy. Uh, so that's like the main group. And then in season two, we're introduced to Toph. Toph is great. Toph is the <laughs> earthbending master. Yeah. She is like 10 or 11. Yeah. Uh, she is blind. And she uh, is from a wealthy family who treats her like a porcelain doll. And at night, she sneaks out to go to basically WrestleMania, but for rock throwing. Yes, it's and awesome. She kicks the actual The Rock, the Dwayne, yeah. the Johnson, <laughs> yeah. um, the Boulder, the Boulder, the Boulder, who's based, who is just the people's eyebrow of Avatar. Like, I'm not even joking. That is, like, the character. Everybody has agreed and accepted that the boulder is the rock. Yeah. The name's the alone. Yeah. But also the design. We've seen some really good cosplayers, yes, too. We saw true. one two years ago. Yeah. Oh, yes, we did. Yeah. yeah he played it really well. Yes. He was awesome. Um, so, Toph is the world's greatest uh, earthbender, but nobody, nobody knows in her home life. And then the... Uh, Avatar, uh, Team Avatar finds them and uh, convinces her to train Aang in earthbending. Become his master. Uh, Then, oh, and she's just a rootin' tootin'. She's spitting. Oh, she is like the biggest tomboy you can think. Like tough girl. There is, yeah, she is a tough girl. Like she's just like I don't need nobody. Nobody like. Don't help me. I don't need your help. She likes being dirty and violent. Yeah. And it's just because she's been treated all her life like, you know, oh, don't do this because you're blind and everything. You know, you're you're weak. And she's like, well, I'm not weak. I'm strong. Right? Which, I mean, is a great message. It is. It is. It's a super great message. On the other side, there's the villain, uh, Zuko. Mm -hmm. Zuko is the... Fire Nation Fire Nation prince. I mean, dishonored prince. Uh, He spoke out of line, spoke out of turn, uh, and was banished from the Fire Nation and horribly burned across the eye. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it. Zuko's, Zuko's the villain. But later on in the season, you find out that he's not such a bad guy. He's, he's a bad compli- guy, he's, but he's not a bad guy. Like, he, he's get it? very complicated. <laughs> he but then again, he's a teenager, for God's sake. Yeah. He's angsty. He's going through teenage emotions. He's moody. He's an emo. He gets, it's just part of being a teenager. And plus, he's from the Fire Nation. They're all supposed to be angry and emo yeah. so you get it. And then he's got a psycho sister. His sister, Azula, is psychotic. She is. She's crazy. And I'm not even joking. Like, you watch it. No, that like, is her arc she, That's in the her series, arc. Like, she's, she's crazy. She gets more and more unhinged as yeah. the series goes and on. And it's, it's scary how 
crazy she gets. Yeah. And then she has her companions. Uh, Tylee and uh, what's the... May. 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 Yeah. Tylee's the gymnast. Tylee is a gymnast who has... Uh, her kung fu is pressure built points. around pressure points. As, uh, if she hits people in the correct sequence, if they're a bender, they lose their ability to bend until temporarily until their chi flow starts flowing again. Yeah, she basically blocks the the chi yeah. so that you can't because that's part of your air bending is using the chi just the like meditation, your, right? Yeah, energy in your body. And then Ty uh, uh, May May is a emo assassin who rich had, girl w- rich girl who shoots daggers and arrows and yeah. out of like mechanisms in her wrist and stuff or maybe she's just throwing them I think they never really something in her hand like she she obviously pulls them out and like throws them but it's kind of hard to tell because she's so fast at it like she's scary accurate like she's Josh like because we watched a little bit of it last night she's literally like an assassin yeah she's she's a scary like I'm ninja ninja type thing it's like goth ninja goth ninja throwing darts from across (laughs) across the world it's frightening (laughs) Um, so the main bad guys then we have like this overarching thing we meet a bunch of different characters and they uh, they drift in and out of the uh, series as it goes on when like different story elements have to happen or we need to see these characters again those sort of things but uh, one of my favorite uh, characters, like, I think maybe one of my favorite characters of any uh, show or medium ever is uh, Uncle Iroh. Uh, un- <laughs> uncle Iroh is Zuko's uncle. He is uh, traveling with Zuko. Because Zuko's been banished, he has been stripped of his honor and his title. Uh, he was given a boat, like a boat and a crew, and was told, you're banished until you find the Avatar and bring him back. But he was banished before they knew that the Avatar was still back. He was before uh, they found Aang in the iceberg and stuff. So he was basically sent out on a fool's errand to go do this impossible task. And Iroh went with him to keep him on the straight and narrow and try to sort him out. And Uncle Iroh is this big old jolly guy who loves tea and music yeah, and he's women and he's very wise he's full of this just unobtainable wisdom yeah and we find in like throughout the series that he's part of the secret society yeah. and that he is referred to as the uh the dragon of the west because he oh and he's like this He's taken every, uh, he was a general, he led all these armies, uh, he took over, like, He was every, very powerful at one point. All these, all these cities and stuff that yeah. he, he came up against, he took over until he reached Ba Sing Se, he couldn't... Just, like, the best name ever yeah. for a city. <laughs> <laughs> ba Sing Se is a city that is... Earth. Earth Kingdom city that is just several walls, like rings of walls throughout. And the whole thing is that it is an impenetrable city. Like, you cannot reach the capital because it is... There's three walls and then the outer wall is this huge, giant, massive, like, (laughs) Great Wall of China style wall. It's amazing. Um, 
it's called Ba Sing Se. That means uh, Im, uh, impenetrable city. Yeah. It's not called Na Sing Se. <laughs> that means penetrable city. <laughs> um, <laughs> so his failure at Ba Sing Se uh, kind of made him like ruined his career as a as a general and so while he's not really a defector or a traitor or anything like that he is retired he is a well, retired because his son died too yeah well his That's what also I'm... his his son died and he was tired and his men were were tired they were out of food and so they were basically just like I think we're done. Yeah, I mean, this uh, this was a great siege. Good yeah. siege, everybody. Yeah, good job, guys. Good let's siege, go, let's but go back uh, and, uh, we got it, it, it's, it's time. It's time to end this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, Iro is just. It's a great character. He, he, he's you fantastic. cannot step to him. He is so no. perfect and he's, funny as he's, shit. And he's surprising. I mean, like you learn his hist- you learn his past. And you think, okay, okay. And you know why he's become more gentle and more, you know, just himself, yeah. which I think was himself to begin with. I mm-hmm. think he was just, at that time, he was a little harsh. But then you start to really see him. And mm-hmm. then you start to see that he isn't just a fat old man. No. Right? Like, you start to see that over through the season. And then you realize. Also, at he the gets third buff se- in as season the, third, three. the season three, you start to see and you're just like, holy hell, he's a freaking beast. Yeah. He's like, incredibly powerful. Yeah, I mean, he but uses, he's just gentle. Yeah, he just uses the. I think he uses his gentleness to kind of mask. Oh, he's super powerful, but he is just gentle and soft, yeah. and he he's like he understands that he's part of the war, but he's also not trying to perpetuate the war. He's, yeah, he's, he's not like, on either side when it comes to it. He's just like, I don't want this to happen. But he's I also like, I'm I'm Fire want- Nation, so I, I will, you know. Yeah, I'm fight for the interest of the Fire yeah. Nation, but at the same time, he's like, or we could just not fight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about a couple? Let's, let's just do a couple of our favorites because uh, uh, episode wise. Yeah, a couple okay. of favorite episodes. Um, well, obviously, I, I think I like. Uh, did I write it down? Yeah, season three, part f- uh, episode four. I liked Sokka's master. Uh, that's where Sokka actually gets his own skill. Like, you know, like I said, with the whole boomerang thing and how he kept feeling like he was an outsider because everyone else has his bending. You know, mm-hmm. you've got the Avatar who's going to learn them all. You've got his sister that knows water and you've got Toph on their team who knows Earth. And then you got poor Sokka who's just like, I got no airbending. I always feel like I'm left out. You guys don't treat me the same way that mm-hmm. you treat other benders. And he's like, I need something. So he goes and... Uh, meets a sword master and he actually makes his own sword and he learns how to use it and it's very funny to watch the whole montage of him learning how to use the sword because he's such a freaking goofball like he doesn't really take anything serious even though I think he is it's just the way he reacts to everything yeah um, but I do enjoy that one. Um, I think it's called the Ember Island Players. I can't yeah. remember why I liked that one. Well, that's I the one that where one. Uh, oh, the entire the story is oh, of, that's the, why. of the series yes. was. So that was season three, episode, uh, episode 17. So this is a lot further into the season. Um, basically, they end up on an It's kind of like a throwaway episode. It's just <clears throat> yeah. to kind of. It's one of those filler episodes, but it's a fun one because it's like you have a theatrical team yeah. who somehow found all the story of the Avatar Avatar's journey, a, a, yeah. as the, it's been going on this entire time and they have the whole play and the the character the Aang and them are all sitting in the, the box the balcony box and they're watching this and they're like is that really how I act is that how who is that, I am is, is that, that what people think of me yeah, yeah. Right? I mean and it's funny because like Sokka's 
uh, actor is kind of spot on and he's very excited but he also Sokka being Sokka thinks that he has to help the actor make sure that he takes in the essence of Sokka Mm -hmm. if you're going to pretend right and then so he writes a bunch of uh, jokes to give him backstage and he's like and if you make an attack maybe scream something like super attack yeah like because that's what Sokka does and then Aang finds out that he's being portrayed by a female actress yeah and he's just like what the hell why <laughs> old school like theater thing you yeah. know Peter Pan was portrayed by a woman right because they, it's young voice it's yeah. very feminine it's young right? voice thin jumping around floating yeah. around so yeah. Aang gets played by by a woman and, and he's like burr yeah he's not happy but like I think my favorite one is when Toph even uh, though Toph can't see, Toph is very good at hearing and feeling the, the ground and all of a sudden Toph the actor comes on and Toph is like, what? It's a big, <laughs> giant muscle man yeah. who's like, I am Toph. You, uh, and I'm Toph. You can tell because my name rhymes with Toph. Right. Toph is just ecstatic. Just in I the, wouldn't have cast this better. Right? So it's just so perfect. And yeah. I think the last one that I really enjoyed was season one uh, episode... I think it was episode four, I think I put down. Yeah. The uh, Warriors of Kyoshi. Oh, yes. Kyoshi Warriors. Yeah. I, I think it's amazing because it's a it's a team of female warriors that paint their faces and they mm. use fans to... I mean, you would think the fans were only good for dancing and stuff, but these are fans. just metal fans and they just haul ass and yeah. Sokka falls in love and it's yeah. so beautiful. And I just, I think those are my... My top three that mm. I really just enjoyed watching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you picked season three and season one, so I'm gonna I'm gonna split the uprights with. Uh, I think all of my favorites are in season two. Yeah. Um, let's uh, go ahead and go in order here. Uh, the Cave of Two Lovers. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering which one that was in. So, uh, the <laughs> team Avatar uh, are trying to reach uh, Umashu. Uh, and there are a bunch of Fire Nation checkpoints that they can't get through and they can't fly over with Appa. So they uh, meet up with these uh, hippies. Yeah, pretty right? much. They refer to themselves as nomads, and Aang's like, oh, I'm a nomad too. And then the dude's like, oh, what? Yeah, we are too. It's like, we know. You just said that. Um, but uh, they're, yeah, they're these this group of uh, hippies and their musicians, traveling musicians. They're pretty wonderful. And they tell them about a, a cave through the mountain. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm desperate to sing you it. You want to do it together? Uh, okay, well, I'm definitely going to put the song oh, in. Put the song I'm going to put the song in right here, and then you know I'm going to start screaming it afterwards. So. <laughs> Probably. Forget the next couple lines, but uh, there it goes. Secret tunnel, secret tunnel, through the mountain. Secret, 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 secret tunnel. Yeah. Secret tunnel, secret tunnel, through the mountains. Secret, 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 secret tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So the best. <laughs> and die. <laughs> <laughs> So, so uh, uh, yeah, they they have to navigate their way through this this cave uh, that where the tunnels are constantly shifting. Uh, they uh, halfway through they get completely lost and separated, and then they re uh, Aang and Katara share a very tender moment because Aang has the, a huge old crush on on her. Yeah. But there's, uh, they reinterpret the legend more literally, and they find their way out. And then Sokka and the nomads get giant badger moles to dig their way out because yeah. the animals are never just one animal; no. they're a combination of I, animals. And I couldn't wait to say that because there are some amazing animals that are just like Platypus bear. Yeah, Platypus bear. Uh, so that's the uh, Cave of Two Lovers. It's season two, episode two. Uh, following that, uh, where we first meet Toph is the Blind Bandit, mm. and I love the fact that they're fighting in Rock WrestleMania. Yes. That's just it's so it's, perfect. I mean, there's there's very little else to say. We meet Toph, we get her some of her backstory, but the best thing is the the Rock Fighting Club. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, there is. Uh, yes, Bitter Work is season two, episode nine, where Aang first starts learning earthbending with Toph. Oh, yeah, kind of like a montage of that one. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he has a block because he can't seem to get uh, earthbending because it's so vastly different than the other elements that he's learning. So, you know, he he learned, he's an airbender he learned water bending. All these fluid, you know, move with because air bending yeah. and water bending is quite similar. Yeah, you, in a sense of fluidity. Yeah, you're moving fluidity. with uh, with nature, and you're yeah. you're being clever, and you're working around things. Whereas earth bending is the complete opposite. You got to stand your ground and face things head on, and yeah. you, you know you, you're going to punch, you got to make sure to punch with the intent to kill sort yeah. of thing, yeah. which is not who Aang is. So no. he's got this block. He's super gentle. And so Toph is trying to teach uh, Aang how to get through that and be more tough and have the spirit of an earthbender. Yeah. In the meantime, Sokka is hunting a <laughs> baby saber wolf lion cub. <laughs> A uh, moose lion cub. Moose lion cub, yeah. yeah. <laughs> tries to attack it, gets stuck in a, in a hole. In a crevice. Uh, he's stuck. Uh, his arms are pinned against his chest. His hands are just kind of up near his chin. He's all the way in this hole uh, with his head and his fingers sticking out. And he spends the entire day talking to the... Baby saber tooth moose lion cub and being like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry I tried to eat you. I understand. I was wrong. Could you please try to get me out of here? Can you do anything, please? Uh, that was the very first episode I saw. And that's the, that's the one that I was like, what is this? I need to watch it. Um, Sokka is so good. It's one of the best ones. Uh, I guess... <clears throat> I will just mention um, Tales of Bossing Say. Not particularly my favorite episode in any like real stretch, but it's multiple stories of the individual things that are going on. And one of those one of those things was um, Sokka going like wandering around Bossing Say at night 
and finding a uh, poetry, uh, reading a poetry class and kind of stumbles in and he's doing, he's like doing haikus off the top of his head and it turns into a haiku rap battle, which is very good. But at the same time, you know, the next, uh, they do like four like yeah, short little, there for a while. yeah, like there's just five five minute episodes in this Tales of from Bossing Say, and the one one of them is uh, Uncle is in Bossing Say as well, along with Zuko, and, and along with Zuko, and he's uh, he's doing his chores, uh, he's helping out, providing wisdom to people, uh, and then at the end, he, uh, it is the anniversary of his son's death, and so he was uh, off to have a picnic with his son's memory and light the incense and it's very sad um which is the kind of emotional whiplash you can expect from avatar the last airbender because you know one minute they're doing a joke about being stuck in a in a crevice and the next minute is like hey the horrors of war and the you know unfathomable uh depth of sadness when you lose a loved one and it's just like whoa, whoa. <laughs> thanks a lot uh, thanks thanks for that now I gotta go cry myself to sleep <laughs> um, but yeah there's there's a ton of uh, really great stuff in, mm-hmm. in there so I like I cannot recommend it enough yeah it's, I would say if you haven't watched it go watch it yeah. I mean I think we gave you enough to to really jump into it at any point i mean there's a lot of good episodes you could just literally just watch just to get started if you wanted uh, to or yeah or just go right from the beginning and start i mean and I, don't don't do what i did <laughs> i i feel like you know there is going to be that point where you uh you might get uh burned off with the you know first couple episodes because they are pretty slow and they're building this whole world and that's something to be expected yeah it's also one of those things where they clearly knew what each of these characters were supposed to be, but they didn't know what the show was supposed to be. So, yeah. like, it took some while to get into the rhythm. I, I think around, like, episode five, episode six, they really figure out what they were doing with it. Yeah. and that's, They know what direction they're going. Because yeah. all the characters themselves, the, the personality of each character and what each character is going to be doing or meant to do yeah. is obvious. Like, it's kind of like, yeah, this is this person, this is this person, this is this yeah. person. And then they grow over time because even Aang matures over time because it's uh, oh, yeah, closer and closer to doomsday and he, he just becomes more aware of the fact that you know what sometimes i have to do what i have to do yeah. and at the end the the decision that he makes is huge yeah. because he's a gentle person inside and out and it's not just because he came from the air nomads it's the fact that himself just over time i mean he's a child he can mm. be corrupted if he wanted to be but because of his teaching and his upbringing and his knowing that i shouldn't be violent mm. It makes him a special person. And in the history after that, you know, makes him a special person. Because when you start watching The Legend of Korra, they give you an idea of what kind of person Aang was. Yeah. And, and, you and know, what, what kind of avatar between, would he be, yeah. right? Between uh, the end of the series and the beginning of Korra. Yeah. Because Aang can't be around yeah. uh, in Korra because he he He's, dead. Yeah, the he, avatar has to die for the next avatar to be exactly. born. So. so you get to understand what kind of avatar he mm. was at the end of that, at the end of season three, up until the Legend of Korra. And it's an amazing, and you just feel like, yeah, that makes all make sense. Mm -hmm. He's, he was an awesome, naive child, but at the same time, he becomes very mature. I forgot, we totally missed one of the most important characters in the series. When we just, 
Momo. <laughs> oh, Momo, the lemur. Momo's just a flying lemur, and flying he's lemur. funny yeah. as shit. Yeah. Um, but no, I think we're we got to wrap yeah, up with this. Up. So uh, let's uh, just remind you if you had something that you wanted us to check out, if you wanted to uh, send that along to uh, myself, it's uh, scudsworth at gmail.com. Uh, I that's my personal email. You can uh, send in, you know, hey, talk about this, or hey, mention that, that sort of thing. You can uh, send us an email just uh, in the subject line. Use what we're into, please, so I know what it's actually for. Uh, You can also send us uh, your thoughts and feelings and wishes and dreams uh, to our uh, Facebook. If you just search for scudsworth.com in Facebook, you can find our page there. Or you can uh, find us on Twitter. You can find Kamala at... Uh, Nova Berry Blue. And you can find myself. Oh, sorry, Nova Berries. Oh, Nova Berries on Twitter. Okay. And you can find her uh, Instagram at Nova Berry Blue. And you can find my uh, Twitter at Tescud. That's T E H S E U D. Instagram is Tescudsworth. So T E H dot Scudsworth. Uh, but you can find all of the links to everything on the uh, official website. So Scudsworth.com. Um, that's where all this stuff goes up. And we have the links to to all that stuff. We do have a Patreon, too. If you wanted to kick us a couple dollars, I would really appreciate that. We are so broke this month. Uh, so if you have five bucks to spare, if you want to uh, support us, if you want to see these uh, come out more consistently and like with more tender love and care put into it, that's where you can kick us some dollars, and that's where we would get it done at. Exactly. Uh, next podcast uh, episode should be up next week. Hopefully we don't miss another week. Again, not sure how, how our uh, schedules are going to go. We've uh, we've got a couple more busy weeks uh, in our future, so hopefully that won't be an issue. But, yeah, yeah take a look at our website. We're there. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, uh, like and subscribe and rate and review and share this with your friends. Uh, we're hemorrhaging uh, listeners right now. I don't know what happened. Our listenership just dropped off a cliff. So if you're still listening to this. We appreciate it. Thank we appreciate so that. Tell tell us. Tell your friends about it. Put it on your Twitter. And let put us it know. on Facebook. Something like we that. We want to know that you're listening. Yeah, leave it, us a you're review. You're just a number right now, but we would rather have you a voice. Yeah, be a voice. Be a voice. Come and say hi. Yeah. God damn it, we miss people. <laughs> yeah. we're we're, so, we're lonely. We're, we're lonely. We're so like cut off from society. <laughs> this is we live in a cave, screaming into a microphone we found from a <laughs> crashed plane. <laughs> That's almost entirely true. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Yeah, we gotta go. We love you. you. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)